A long series for us since chapter one, now chapter seventy. Um, it took, it takes us a year to reach this part of um, the book of Psalm. All right, let's read this responsibly. I'll read verse number one. You respond verse number two. The book of Psalm, chapter seventy. <clears throat> right. I'll start reading verse number one. You respond verse two. Only five verses. Very uh, short, but it's um. I believe this is still um, very helpful um, for all of us. Let's um, read now. I'll read verse 1. The Bible says, Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Let them be turned back for a reward of their shame that say, Aha, aha. Together, verse number five. But I am poor and needy. Make haste unto me, O God. Thou art my help and my deliverer. O Lord, make no tarrying. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, um, for bringing us together to this um, place of worship. Help us, Lord, in our Sunday school to learn um, to, um, Lord, uh, to call to remembrance, O oh God, uh, your goodness to us. We pray, O oh God, that uh, we will always remember uh, that you are our helper. We always remember, Lord, that um, you are the one that can help us in our needs. And, Lord, I pray that um, um, the, the heart of the psalmist uh, in this um, writing, uh, will, we can um, see, Lord, and that we will be able to um, comprehend the passage that um, is before us this time. And Lord, help us to understand. And um, Lord, uh, just like this psalmist, he has a lot of enemies around around him. He has a lot of problems, Lord, to face, and he needs your help. And Lord, um, um, every one of us also here this morning, uh, we also need your help. We have a lot of enemies, the society that we are living in, um, Lord, there are um, bad elements um, in the surrounding, and uh, Lord, the economy, the, the situation in uh, our country, and the situation in the world right now is not really um, something that is um, um, going to give us good future. But Lord, we understand that um, you are our helper, and Lord, we will not fear, as you said in your word, what man shall do unto us. Lord, we just put our trust in you and help your people, Lord, also to put uh, their trust in you because you are the source of our help. Please, Lord, uh, this time speak to us through this passage of Scripture. Though this is short, but I pray, O oh God, that this will also give us uh, good understanding. Let the Holy Spirit now to work in our midst and bless all of us in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. <clears throat> Psalm chapter 70 is a very... You know, short. It's um, one of the shortest um, chapters that we have encountered so far. But um, it is understandable that um, even though this is short, uh, this is still, um, this can still be a help to all of us. It's still a blessing. So let's just um, focus on this chapter now. This is remembering God. This is to... Um, to trust in the Lord, to put our trust in the Lord as the source of our hope. I tell you, if you put your hope somewhere else, uh, you'll be disappointed because um, the life, 
that we are living now and the situation in this world is not really, um, you know, promising. It's not promising at all. It is um, a time of um, this world that is so much problem, so much um, difficulties to, uh, to face. But we have here this David, um, the heart of David again is being um, exposed here. His, um, his trust really is not in the Lord. Remember David, he's one of the bravest king of Israel. He can, he can fight wars and um, he was able to, put, um, to kill people or the enemies um, his own hand. He's a man of valor, he's a man of war. And if you remember, um, the, after, after they fought wars and they won the war, the, the, the ladies, the, the women in Israel, they started dancing and, and they danced and they sang songs and said that um, Saul um, kills his thousands and David his ten thousands. That's the man of war there, King David. And David was a brave and mighty king. He was courageous. But again, it's not that he is not fearful. He also has fear in his heart. And that is um, um, the person of David. Though he is a brave and mighty king, but he has fear sometimes. Because when he said, um, when I am afraid, I will trust in the Lord. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. So he has fear, even though he is a brave and mighty king. But here, David, he has a problem. We do not know. We do not know really what's the problem with David here. Why he is really seeking the Lord in an urgent request of protection. He, he asked the Lord an urgent request of help. He said, make haste in verse number one. Make haste, oh God. He needs God's um, protection and help immediately, urgently. In his situation, you know, if the Lord will tarry, perhaps he will be destroyed. If the Lord will delay his help, David will be gone. David will be finished. But again, this is the, uh, the man here exposing his heart that he is really a man that trusted the Lord. Despite of how people think about him, he, uh, David is a mighty king. He's a, a brave king. So this is the chapter, Remembering God, Our Source of Hope. Though this psalm, again, you can see by the look of it, it's very short. But the brevity of this psalm does not really lessen or, or diminish um, the importance of the writing. It, this is still very important. This is still very um, useful to all of us. David here, the king, um, he wrote this um, psalm and he brought, you know, all these people, everyone that will read this, he brought everyone into remembering the goodness of God. He, he brings everyone to remember the, the greatness and the majesty of the Lord. And here, if you, if you look at verse number four, his only desire in his life is only one thing. And that one thing is there in verse number 4, the last phrase. Um, he said, Let God be magnified. That is what he wants. 
that is what he desires in his life. I hope that you you know um, you will you will find this very amazing that this king, no matter how busy he is, but his mind is saturated in in, in the uh, thoughts about the Lord. No matter how busy he is, his mind is always you know um, uh, in connection. Is always connected to the Lord. Let God be magnified. That's that's his desire. Verse number four. He said, "Let those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee, and let such as love thy salvation say continually, Let God be magnified." Um, verse number one. In verse number one, we will find here uh, this David. Uh, he prayed, and the prayer of David is for God to act quickly. I do not know if you have experience in your life that you want God to act quickly. I know that we experience a lot of uh, urgent um, or dire situations, and 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 um, there is like you know um, uh, urgency in our request. There is this urgency in our need. And the Lord needs to act to supply that need in a in a you know uh, in a manner that is that you know that is urgent. But the Lord, for many times, you know, uh, answered our prayers. And David also, he trusted the Lord. He knows that the Lord will uh, come to his help uh, in the very time that he needs God's help. And he said that. Um, here David, he asked God to act quickly and deliver him because he faces um, problems, he faces um, enemies that wanting him dead, wanting him, you know, um, uh, defeated. So in verse number two, it says, deliver me, oh, sorry, in verse number two, it says, let, let them be ashamed and confounded that seek after my soul let them be turned backward and put to confusion that desire my hurt again uh, David here implores the Lord to put all those people to shame all those people that that, that go against him and those people that persecute him and those people that determine to afflict his soul, so you know, um, to, to to give him pain, and there are people really that uh, there's no other there's no other desire in their heart but to pull you down and to you know um, to give you a hard time. There are people like like that. Uh, those people that they just don't like you. They just don't like the way you do things. They just don't like you know the way you behave. They just don't like the way you. Uh, make decisions so there are people like that and those people are desiring for your demise but again David here experienced this a lot of people don't like him um, perhaps uh, you know the, the relatives of Bathsheba the, the relatives of Uriah who were very angry at him of what he did and the decisions he made so um, now these people wanted, wanted, his, wanted his demise but again, that David here called upon the Lord. He asked God for help. 
and he asked God to um, put these people in shame. Verse number, verse number three. David here fathered his petitions to God, and what was his petition? <clears throat> to reward those people with shame. <clears throat> to reward those people um, with con confusion. Those people that make fun of his problems, of his predicament. When these people saw that David is in panic mode, and then these people will just mock and make fun of David. And David was hurt of this um, behavior of these people, but he did not, he has the power to go against these people and maybe destroy these people. He, he has the entire army at his disposal, but he does not want to use his army. He does not want to use his power. He wants the Lord to make, you know, revenge upon these people. So you see, um, this prayer is not really a good prayer because this is a prayer of revenge. But the way David said this to the Lord, he said, let them be turned back for a reward, for, their, um, for, for a reward of their shame that say, aha, aha. That means these people are just watching him. And every false move that David did, they will just uh, make fun of him or take advantage of his um, frailty or um, of his uh, difficulty in his situation. And this is really hard. David, uh, uh, David was just watched by these people um, to be harmed. Uh, they are waiting for, for, for David to, to stumble. They are waiting for David to be... Uh, destroyed. This is sad situation of David. That's why David. There, there's no other person here that David can uh, can run to, but the Lord. There's no other person. I will tell you, my friend. Um, sometimes in your life, you will have problems, and sometimes you go to your relatives that you know is always there to help you, and then you run to those relatives, and then only to find out that they could not help you. And your relatives will fail you. Sometimes you go run to your parents and then only to find out that again your parents also fail you. You go to your ch church and your pastor and then your church will fail you. But I tell you there's someone that will not fail you. The word of God will never fail you. <laughs> the word of God, the Bible and God himself will never fail us. He said I will never leave you nor forsake you. You see, that, that is, this is the blessing of being a Christian. And I feel sad for those people who do not know the Lord. Because when they have problem, we spoke to someone yesterday, when these people have problem, I'll tell you that the easiest way to get out of their problem is to commit suicide. And he spoke to us and he said, it's really hard, this life is really hard to, to arrive where we are today, to be alive where we are today. Why? Because he knows that to when, when, he, when that person will face a great problem, I know what Swiss is going to do to exit the problem. Why Why did do that? Why these people are doing that? Because they do not have God to run to in times of need. That is the blessing of being a Christian when we have the Lord in our heart. When we have problems, we have someone that we can run to. We have someone that can help us in time of our great need. 
There is no problem in this world that our God cannot solve. Amen. That is our, you know, uh, confidence. Our confidence is not in us. Our confidence is in the Lord. Amen. That is why, you know, um, we are so blessed. Christians, you are so blessed if you just place your trust in the Lord. Because I see people, I see people that do not have God in their lives. The, the way and the easy exit for them in their problems is not good. They think that they can get away with their problems if they will end their lives. No, when they when they finish their life, when they end when they end their lives, they will face another problem. Then right. the lake of fire yeah. is just the beginning of the greatest of problems, yeah. you know, in this life. But us. If we are in a moment of problems and we are in the moment of, you know, a dire situation, we can run into the Lord and we can seek help and we can find refuge and deliverance from the Lord because that is God's promise to us. But sometimes the Lord will allow us to go through problems and allow us to be consumed with the problem. And then, but again, um, the absence of the body is to be present with the Lord. That is still our reward. That is still a promotion. So in other words, Christian life has no, um, you know, there's no uh, defeat. A Christian life is always a victory. Why? Because we have the Lord Jesus Christ as our victory. In, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse number, if I'm not mistaken, verse number, uh, starting from verse number 55 all the way to verse number 58. Notice that. Oh, this verse I sing. Oh, great, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. All of us that have, that have Christ in our heart, we have victory. Always remember that, that we are victorious in the Lord. There is no loser in Christians. Only us things that we are sometimes we, we are losers now. You just don't realize how blessed you are. That's that's all. We 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 undervalue our being children of God. That is the problem there. But that is our you know uh, the limitation of our mind. The Bible says, "I had not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man what." What things God has prepared for them that love Him. You just don't realize how blessed you are. Because you know the Lord has not shown you how blessed you are. But actually the Bible showed you how blessed you are. But you just don't, you just don't comprehend it. You, you cannot just you know, um, um, understand it and, and fully soak about it. First John chapter chapter three verse number two, or First John chapter three verse number one. First John three one. Behold, what manner of love the Father had bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God, and, the, and uh, therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now we are the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we 
shall see him as he is. You see, there is a great, you know, blessing and great projection of the future. Why is that? Because that is our end. Our end is to, to, to see Jesus Christ face to face. Now, I will put this in this perspective. Supposing, supposing uh, in your life, you do not know the end or, or maybe you, you are given a glimpse of the future. In your life, you will, you will end up, you know, um, um, sitting or meeting beside the President of the United States. You are, you are scheduled to sit and meet the President of the United States. That must be, you must be a very important person. You must be a very important person. Why I say you are a very important person? Because you are going to see and meet the very important person in America and perhaps the world. But my friend, that is just, you know, the tip of the iceberg, so to speak. Because the person that you are going to meet face to face in the future is not just the President of the United States of America, but the King of Kings Amen. and the Lord of Lords. Yeah. You must be very important. Yeah. You must be very important because you can see Christ face to face. Yeah. You see, again, he said, verse number two, Beloved, now are we the sons of God? At this time, yet appear what you shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. In other words, it's not just you see him as he is, but rather also that Jesus Christ will face you face to face. No person that is unimportant and can face there in that in that presence of Christ presence of the king no unimportant person in this world that can come to the presence of the king no no person the the only people that will come before the presence of the king are the important people and remember you and I you know will be going to see Christ face to face. And that is, that is big. That is, you know, very, very um, um, beautiful projection of the future. Because the Lord Jesus Christ um, will see us face to face. And again, that is something that the people of God have forgotten. That is why David here is trying to make these people to remember God. Remember the Lord. Remember who you are. Remember you are a child of God. Remember those things. And remember that our God, we are here in this world and we have so much problems. We have so much in every, every, way, every way we turn. There are problems all over the place. But we have the Lord uh, that is able to give us, uh, you know, um, and help and to, to, to um, supply us in our needs, and He is the source of our hope. In verse number 4, those who trust God and long for His salvation have reason to rejoice. If you long for God, 
if you long for the Lord Jesus Christ, you have a reason to rejoice. Notice that, verse number 4. Let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. And let such as love thy salvation say continually, let God be magnified. You see, these people are consistently in a mode to praise God and are motivated. They are motivated by the joy in their hearts to magnify the Lord. To lift up God in their, in their hearts. Is that your desire this morning? To lift up God in your heart? Because that is the, the, the heart of David in this moment. He wants the Lord to be magnified in his life. He wants the Lord to be lifted up in his life. And again, this kind of people, these are the kind of people that will rejoice in the future. These are the kind of people that God uh, really wants to, um, you know, to be blessed. Now, very short verses here, verse number 5. Verse number 5, David here, um, in this verse, acknowledges his own weakness. I do not know what's a, why he, he considered himself to be poor. He is a king. But, you know, the person, the, the humility of the person, if the person is humble, even if you give that person billions upon billions upon billions of dollars, that person will still, will still think that he is under the mercy of God. <clears throat> You know, it's different upon us when, when we have a lot of money, you know, we feel like we are invincible. <laughs> we feel like we are the, the greatest in the world and you know, everything there and everyone there is subservient, subservient to us. Everyone should serve us because we have all the money in the world. But David, no. He is not like that. He owns the the gold in, in this kingdom. He owns all the silver. He owns all the properties, all the lands. He owns that. But the, David still considered himself, notice that, verse number 5, but I am poor and needy. I am poor and needy. That is a sign of a humble person. Despite his the king, he considered himself poor. Why he considered himself poor? Why he will not, you know, uh, consider himself to be rich and, and pride of being king and pride of being moneyed and uh, full of resources. But he, he, he does not consider himself freely. Why? Because <clears throat> everything, those things around him, everything that he has is coming from the Lord and at any time the Lord can take it away from him. So he considered himself poor because he is just dependent upon God, my friend. Now, this is practical application of this verse. If the Lord will bless you, and he will, he will bless you. And when that time comes that God will bless you, remain humble. Remain faithful to God and as if like every day is the last day of your life, if not of God's mercies. It's only by the mercies of God that we survive in this world. Yeah. 
and do not ever think just like the rich man when the Lord Jesus Christ spoke about the parable of the you know that that rich man that uh, uh, he doesn't know what to do now uh, his income is so much the harvest is so much then he said oh what what shall I do with this oh so much fruits oh this is what I'm going to do uh, I will I will pull down this barn and build greater and then I will say to my soul soul thou hast much goods laid up for many years take thy knees eat drink and be merry and Jesus Christ said and God said unto him thou fool this night thy soul shall be required of thee then who shall those things be which thou hast provided what a great question what a great question which shall those things be that thou hast provided? You accumulate all this property, you accumulate all this money, you accumulate all these resources, and then all of a sudden you're gone, then who's going to take care of those? That is why David understands that his life is only under the mercies of God. His life is only under the mercies of God. Without God's help, he's finished, he's gone. Even though he's king, he has a mighty army behind him. He has all the resources in the world. But he considers himself poor before God. Lord, please help me of my need. Lord, the armies cannot help me. Lord, the, the tons and tons of gold cannot help me. Silver and gold cannot help me. But you, O oh God, you are the only one that can help me. That is David. And David is just showing us here how to handle, you know, our, how to behave ourselves when we have the money. To consider ourselves still under the hands and the mercies of God. He said in verse number 5 in and Psalm 70, but I am poor and needy, needy. Make haste unto me, O God. Thou art my help and my deliverer. He did not say, I have a general here behind me. I have the captains of the host behind me. And they are under my you know, command. When I say, okay, um, uh, general, you go to that part of the, of, of, of the, um, um, of the country. Yeah. You go to that part, protect me, protect me here. Surround me with your protection, with your armory, with the chariots. Surround me because I need protection, I need safety. No, he did not say that. He said in verse number five, it's very clear where he puts his trust and, and who is going to protect him, not his army. He said in verse number five, but I am poor and needy. Make haste unto me, O God, thou art my help and my deliverer. He only trusts in the Lord. My friend, I know that sometimes we have so much friends around us. We have so many, so many friends that can help us. But do not put your trust in your friends. Put your trust in the Lord. Because only the Lord that can help us. Like David, thou art my help and my deliverer. There is no other than the Lord. Oh Lord, Make no tarrying. What a blessing this. 
David acknowledges his own weakness that considered himself poor, even though he has a lot of money, he has a lot of chariots and, and army behind him, but he considered himself poor before the Lord. No matter how rich you are, no matter how money you are, put yourself, you know, in subjection to God's mercies. And only wait upon the Lord's mercy in your life. Getting up in the morning and saying, Lord, I may be healthy today, but Lord, my, my life is in your hand. I may, I may be feeling good today. I, I may not have problems with money today, but Lord, my life is in your hand. Have mercy upon me, O God. Use me, Lord, and help me to give me wisdom. How, how am I going to return these resources unto you, Lord? Help me, O God, that I can, I can uh, honor you in these things that I have provided. Because time will come, Lord, that I will die. And then who's going to take care of this? But Lord, you are my source of hope. Therefore, O God, I will put my trust in you. David is really um, amazing. For many weeks now, we talk about David in the book of Psalms. It's just an amazing thing. This man uh, revealed his heart. What kind of heart he has. And it's a blessing that to see that despite of his um, financial status, despite of his, you know, social status, being the king, but he does not really trust in his being king. He does not trust how much money he has in the bank. All his trust is in the Lord. And this is a good example to us. You may not have the money of David, you may not have the fame and the power of David, but remember, he's already powerful, but he trusts in the Lord. Why can't we trust in the Lord? Amen. That we are really the people in need of, of, of protection, practical, uh, you know, physical protection. We need it. But this man, he trusts in the Lord. This shows us that, again, God is speaking to us that we need to only put our trust in the Lord. And a great uh, example here of David. This power is a prayer. Our Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for this Psalm chapter 70. Remembering you, O God, in our lives. And to know, Lord, that you are the source of our hope. There's no one, Lord, here in this world that can give us that hope. But, Lord, you are our hope. We declare, O God, that our <coughs> um, hope is in you. Please, Lord, guide us. Protect us, O oh God, from all harms, spiritual, physical, financial, emotional, whatever harms, Lord, do not allow them to come our way. But Lord, you are the only one that can protect us from all harms. So therefore, oh Lord, we put our trust in you. Bless your people, O oh God. Bless these people that we have. And continue, Lord, to bless them. And enable them, Lord, to understand that it is a blessed thing to put our trust in you. Lord, for all those people that put their trust in you, these people, Lord, are blessed people. And Lord, I pray that uh, this will enhance our trust and our faith. This will enhance our reliance upon your name. That all of us, O oh God, will rejoice only in your name. Thank you, Father, for this uh, time of remembering, remembering you, O God. 
Thank you for this time of reminders, Lord, that you are the only source of our hope. Bless all your people, O oh God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's uh, take a break. We have some drinks at the back. Just, um, you know, be mindful of the time. Uh, Ten minutes maybe or so. You must be ready. And also, saturate these chairs at the front, please. When you come to...